Hey you, and welcome to the pod for POCs, the show where Black, Indigenous, and people of color, aka BIPOCs, can come to have conversations about their college experience, life advice, and really anything on their mind. Hope you enjoy! Hello everyone, welcome back to the pod for POCs, and thank you so much for joining us today. On today's episode, we have Kenan, one of my very close friends, joining us. Kenan, could you introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about where you go to school, your major, and just some fun facts about yourself? Okay, um, my name is Kenan. I go to William & Mary. I'm the same grade as Jasmine. Um, I plan on majoring in biology and going on the pre-med track and doing environmental science also. Um, there's two big things about me is that I'm really passionate about helping the environment and conserving the, the environment for future generations. Um, I'm part of environment, environmental science um, to help improve the efficiency of solar panel farms. So I work with a professor to do that. And I'm part of the science and sustainability group in AMP, which is a school sponsored group that provides events related to science and sustainability. Um, another big thing is that I'm passionate about helping others in need. I'm part of this group called Swatha Nepal, which is a group that I mainly focus on out of like all the groups that I'm in. It's a humanitarian group that helps to shed light on deprived women, women's rights in Nepal. And I'm also part of uh, public Health Brigades, which is a humanitarian group that helps to improve health and living conditions in Honduras. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing some more about you. Um, so we'll start with the first question. What does identity mean to you and what do you identify as? It's a good question. Um, I guess identity is something that I've never really thought about up until this interview. Um, I guess mainly because it's something that confuses me. So I just try to like stray away from it. But um, I guess I am multiracial. I guess I would identify as that. My um, maternal grandfather is fully Polish. Um, my my uh, maternal grandmother is fully Filipino. And my paternal grandfather is fully Sri Lankan. And my paternal grandmother is fully Japanese. I like have cousins who only speak Japanese. I have cousins who live out West, who like live on a farm and probably support Trump, who like I never see. And I had a grandfather in Sri Lanka who would like bless me with Sinhalese prayers every time that I would visit him or leave. Um, I feel like because I'm from many different places, I've never really been able to connect from like, to connect to like one culture. I feel like I take bits and pieces from each culture and then like mash it up into one, like a melting pot where you like have a bunch of different cultures and you like mash it into one. Um, like for example, my dad is Buddhist and so ever so often we'll like visit a temple and say prayers even though I don't really know how to like say Buddhist prayer or Fully eat food from each of the different cultures that I'm from. And I feel like this is like one of the main ways that I connect to each of my different cultures. 
like for example like one day we'll eat tonkatsu which is a japanese like fried chicken um another day we'll eat something called sinigang which is a filipino dish filipino stew um or curry another day like sri lankan curry um or ever so often we'll celebrate different holidays from each culture even though there aren't that many different holidays for each culture um one in particular that we celebrate sometimes with my uh, filipino grandma is uh sinbangabe which is a filipino holiday around christmas yeah um i think going off of what you said earlier about kind of i guess like straying away from your identity i really resonate with that um i feel like maybe not as much i guess like currently because i think you know when i entered college i kind of um was able to find my identity more and just explore what it means to be like latinx uh, but i feel like a lot you know during high school i really strayed away from it and um not that i was like ashamed of being latinx but it was more just i felt like i didn't belong there um because like i wasn't born in like a Latin American country and my parents had immigrated here um, and I was born here. So I felt like because I guess I had that privilege of, you know, having a US, US citizenship that I, I couldn't belong to the Latinx community. And I felt like, um, like I had some friends in high school that were like, oh, like you're such a whitewashed Hispanic. Like, you know, like how do you even claim to be Hispanic in this and that? And I felt like because of that, like I really kind of just strayed away from I guess identifying as that and I think that really didn't help me um because I felt like you know there was no sense of belonging there although I did feel like in my head that oh like you know I am Hispanic I am like a first generation Latinx um person here in America you know and I feel like it's really hard to like go about that and really like you said like it's really hard and confusing to find that identity when sometimes there are people who are telling you what to be and kind of contradicting that um, and I guess that leads like into my next question, like how has being multiracial had a big impact on your college experience? Because I know for me, obviously I'm not multiracial, you know, but um, you know, my college experience has really impacted my sense of identity and, and being able to really explore my Latinidad and just exploring um, what it means for me to be Latinx in the US. Before this interview, I would say that multi being multiracial really hasn't had a big impact on my college experience. But now that I realize, I, I feel like being multiracial has maybe had an impact throughout my whole life, like through school or like my my social life in general. I say this because I feel like I've never really been able to make friends that I can relate to on a deeper level. Because I feel like people make friends based off like similar interests or from personalities. And I feel like most people have friends like this. But then I feel like some people also have friends based off their culture and they don't really have to relate based off of personality or similar hobbies or interests because they already have one major thing in common and that's their culture because they can all relate to their culture. And I say this because I feel like it's hard for me to fully connect with other people when I'm from many different places. I can maybe relate to a few things like food or the holidays that we celebrate or a few words from the language that I know, but that's basically it. And so then I don't really feel like I can relate to them as much. Yeah, well, 
you know, personally, like, <clears throat> you know this, but most of my friends are like Latinx. So I think because we all share that similar um, ethnicity, like we're able to, I guess, find more like common ground. But to some extent, that's also like a downfall because I sometimes will not go out of my comfort zone to meet people of different races or different different ethnicities. Um, because, you know, if I walk into a room and I see another um, Latinx person, I'll just kind of like naturally, I guess, go over to them and just start talking because I know that we already have um, something going off, which obviously like to some extent can be bad because you don't get more open perspectives, you know? So that leads me into the next question. Um, do you think being multiracial has essentially helped you connect with more people? Um, or do you think you have to be a little more like open-minded and, and kind of like be, I guess, more willing to go out there and, and meet those people? I feel like it's easier in a sense to make friends because I feel like I can relate to someone somehow because I'm from many different places. So I can relate to someone's culture in a way. But I feel like it's only a few small things that I can relate to with that other person based off our, my cultures. So then I feel like I would have to go out of my comfort zone to make, to, un, to get to know the person mm -hmm. on a deeper level, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So I feel like I can never fully connect with them. Yeah, like I said earlier, I feel like that's something that, like, like I said, like I struggle with, with people who like don't identify <clears throat> as like Latinx or like in a in a way similar to me because obviously like you know every human has more than more than just like their racial identity right or like ethnic identity like we're composed of a lot more but in terms of just like race and and, and um, ethnicity like I think it yeah it takes a lot to kind of just go out there and, and like make those friends I know for like when I got on to Mary like I know Sarah and I talked about this <clears throat> on the like the last podcast but when I got onto campus, um, I don't know, it was kind of hard because obviously, like, I looked it up the other day, but in William Mary, I believe it was like 6% Hispanic, Latinx. Um, so I mentally prepared, but I, like, I just wasn't used to it, you know what I mean? And so, like, when I got on there, I think, like, that whole, like, like, reality kind of hit me. And I think that because of that, I kind of just forced myself to, like, kind of just act in a different way, right? Kind of just assimilate to like the culture there and kind of just try to act the same as like other people that like I had, I knew were around me, like whether that be in my building, in my classes, whatever it may be, but just people around me in general, um, just to like be able to find, I guess that common ground because I didn't have that common ground in the identity aspect. Um, ended up meeting like great people, you know, because of that, like I was able to really like, actually begin to enjoy my college experience you know what I mean like meeting the people that I could relate to on that like whole identity level and stuff like that but also like being able to go out of my comfort zone and meet amazing people that were like on our campus that I wouldn't have met if I didn't go outside of that and didn't begin um to like you know really I guess get to know them as people you know and and, and more than just what you physically look like but more like who are you as a person um and so yeah, I think that was great. And I think, like I said, like, to really help with that, I mentioned it on the last podcast, but I don't think I'll ever get tired of mentioning Wasu and never. Um, but like, did you have any clubs, I guess, that you joined? Um, it doesn't, obviously, it doesn't have to be like an MCO, like a multicultural organization, like any clubs in general, that just help you feel a part of William Mary. So I wouldn't say that there's a specific club on campus 
that is like my safe place. But I feel like there was this program called Plus S on campus that was made to increase diversity in science at William & Mary. And I feel like I was able to make some of my closest friends on campus from that program is, I guess there's two reasons for that. One being that like we were all put in the same situation. We were all freshmen and we didn't like know anyone. And so like that helped us to become friends faster. And then the other one, which I guess would be the, mo- the most, and I guess the most significant reason would be that most of the people in the program were from many different places and many of them were multiracial and from that, I feel like I was able to connect to many of them better because I could relate to them somehow with based off the culture or relate to them just because some other people were multiracial. Like we have the same, um, I, I guess, identity in a way. Mm-hmm. We can relate based off that. Um, I guess in terms of like cultural clubs that I've tried to join on campus, like I've tried to join um, the Asian and Pacific Islander club and like Filipino club and Japanese club. Um, Well, first of all, Japanese club, um, I guess that was like the hardest for me to join because there was probably like only one person in that club that was actually Japanese and everyone else was white. Mm -hmm. And the only reason for being in that club was because they liked anime. (laughs) Um, And then for Filipino club, um, I feel like that was hard for me to connect to because um, people in that club were mainly, sorry, people in that club, I guess were fully Filipino and they weren't like part Filipino, like like I am. And so because of that, I feel like I wasn't really able to connect to the club because I feel like they could relate to each other better. And I feel like I could only relate to them based off a few, based off of a few Filipino things that I know. And another thing is that when I went to the club, to the interest meeting, they were all spe- speaking Tagalog, which is the Filipino language. And that made me like feel left out because I don't know the language. Yeah, I was also part of like the Plus S program. And I think that was definitely like, it did, you know, serve its purpose of helping me or helping us really transition into college. But I think we ended up, you know, making like a lot more than that. Like I also ended up like meeting like great people who I'm like really close with, you know, like I found my current roommate that way, you know what I mean? And so like I ended up finding great people that to some extent like I wouldn't have really found um, outside of that. And also like it was just such a sense of empowering, um, like, sorry, it was such a sense of, like, empowerment, because, like, one, we were all, like, either BIPOC, POC, multiracial, like, you know, we all identified, um, or, like, had that similarity, so I think already there, like, I, I already felt like a comfortable space when I first got there, um, and then we had a portion of that program called Phage Lab, um, and it was a lab, right, for biology, and so within that lab, like, I remember we would, all of us would just like walk in every single week and like low-key struggling because we didn't know what we were doing um and it was just really hard but there you know like at the end of the day like I think I came to realize you know like 
just how smart everyone was, you know, whether it was like you were confused the whole time, like I was, or you knew exactly what you were doing. You know what I mean? Like I felt like everyone there was like meant to be there for a reason and that we were all like so smart that we got to that point, you know, and just to see like other BIPOC, other POC, other like multiracial people, like being able to be in that space, you know, and um, doing scientific research, you know, doing stuff like that. That's so cool. And then knowing that like, dang, like, we're going to get somewhere, you know what I mean? And, and it was just such a sense of empowerment because I feel like, especially within like the STEM field and more specifically like the biology field at William Mary, like there's, it's mostly Caucasian, it's mostly white people. Um, and so I think when I saw the diversity within that lab, um, I was like, okay, good. Like, you know, there's a space for me that's like very, like there's a nice welcoming space for me, right? And so that also helped me within like the lecture portion, which was like, like 200 plus people like in a lecture hall um that I like I found all my like plus s people and like we all sat together and did like lecture together you know and you felt like that sense of like if I could I used to turn to Kenan all the time be like do you know what's happening because I'm confused you know and I would turn to like my other friends who were also part of that program and ask them and like I felt no shame asking that you know because I knew that they were genuinely there for me and, and saw more beyond um just like my skin color or more beyond just uh, I guess of like what I can be um, I guess like tokenized as instead of or yeah instead of being like tokenized as a person just seeing me like as a genuine like just student that's trying to understand what the heck the mitochondria is um, so I definitely agree on that you know what I mean and um, yeah I think it was a great experience being part of that and I love my plus size people even though we're still struggling in microbiome but that's fine like <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> um, and with that I want to move into our final question um, what are your thoughts on the term racially ambiguous? Um, I feel like racially ambiguous is a term that I feel like it's frequently used nowadays. I feel like in the future it will be used even more frequently. Um, in terms of the term racially ambiguous, um, I feel like I might be the definition of it. I feel like no one can exactly pinpoint where I'm from. Um, for example, people often think that I'm Hispanic and will start speaking Spanish to me. You know, I don't really know Spanish. At most, I only know like IB level Spanish, which is not that much. <laughs> um, or people think that I'm a native Hawaiian also. Um, I feel like, I mean, I like being racially ambiguous because I feel like no matter where I am, I can, I look like, I feel like no matter where I am, I will somewhat look like the people in the area because mm -hmm. I'm from many different places. But then at the same time, I feel like even from the places that I'm from, I don't look exactly like the people from those places. Then I don't really feel like I belong to those places. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, being racially ambiguous, I don't really feel like I belong to a certain place. And that makes me feel kind of lost in a way, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess there's like two parts to it, like both yeah. a benefit and a not a benefit. Uh, do you have any last words before we leave or say goodbye to, you know, this episode and our discussion? Not that I can think of, but I would like to thank you, Jasmine, for having me on here. Mm -hmm. I 
feel like I really learned some things that I, about myself that I never really knew before or really thought about. It's made me really think about myself. Yeah. And I feel like after this episode, I'm going to continue <laughs> to think deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always a journey, like just discovering more about yourself, you know? And I think I, I still do that, you know? And sometimes like, it's not in terms of my identity. Sometimes it's just more about like myself as a person and just like how I can, as like a, a citizen of this world, you know, just like be a better person and just like be more, you know, be more authentic and be more like uh, of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before we say goodbye, where can people contact you um, to, I guess, like reach out if they have any questions or uh, just follow you if they want to or anything? Uh, I guess my Instagram, I post pictures of places that I've been to. My family likes to travel a lot. Um, and foods that I've made from, I don't know, from like my culture or from different cultures that I like. Um, it's C Cannon, like C, like the ocean, and then Cannon, which is K E N N A N. Yeah, I love that. You guys should definitely check out that because um, his pictures are literally amazing. Um, yes, quick plug. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and just, you know, talking to me today about your identity and, and just being multiracial um, and just, you know, trying to navigate that and just understand, you know, your outlook on it. Um, and, you know, I guess like really getting you thinking on that, um, which I'm really happy about. And I hope, you know, the people who are listening right now have also begun to, you know, in whatever way, just begin to think about that and just begin to think about their own identity. Um, so I definitely 100% appreciate it so much. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you. This was the pod for POCs. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and be on the lookout for episodes coming really soon. Don't forget, I love you and see you next time. Adios. Adios.